0: what's going on everybody and welcome to the other side of the firewalls complimentary podcast the ask assist p podcast so uh Typically, if you watch the show, we have our uh, three episodes. We have two topics in discussion and then the fourth episode being uh, everything else, right? So we talk about movies, books, games, all that good stuff. What I like could do with this one is, is more of a conversational uh, interview type podcast where we kind of still go through the same thing. We talk about the, uh, the person's uh, background, their origin story, all that good stuff, as well as what they do on their off time. So thank you for continuing to listen to these. I believe this will be the fourth or fifth one this year. So uh, with that being said, uh, obviously, the show is to highlight those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers, those people of color have made to the other side of the proverbial firewall. And speaking of that type of person, uh, today we have a, f- a special guest. So if you can just uh, briefly uh, run down who you are, uh, your background, uh, your cybersecurity uh, origin story, and then kind of the role you fulfill now.
1: All right. So uh, my name is Daryl Brooks. Uh... I am a recently uh, certified CSSP. Um so I've worked for the federal government, have worked for the federal government for 20 years now. My background ranges from um from um, help desks to um, lab uh, lab attendance to um, uh, cybersecurity uh technical writing to um what else? I've uh, done a few networking related uh, cable management related uh, related things. Um, so it ranges from, ranges from that. But surprisingly, nothing like too, too technical. So when I when I go into my origin story, I mean, if you're expecting for me to tell you something like, you know, I did three years of uh, in the SOC and then another five years, you know, as a server admin. No. Um, I'm basically the guy that sat in front of a bunch of closed doors and eventually started picking them because I got tired of waiting on the opportunity. Started creating my own opportunities. So, um, uh, first, Ryan, I to say I, I watched uh, a few of your uh, previous episodes um, uh, of Access CISP, and um, there were particular there was particular ones uh, with. Uh, Matisha and with James, some of the, the questions that they uh asked, um, they heavily resonated with me because they really spoke to my overall experience and okay. uh and even even what I'm continuing to kind of face now in the in the um, in the present. So I, I wanted to kind of come from that angle when I'm telling my origin story. So those listening. They can they can they can kind of hear my story and not feel discouraged, but feel feel that they could go through whatever they're going through now and still be able to reach that goal of getting that CISP if that's what they want. So the 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 line of questioning that I was referring to was the uh the how to get the four to five years experience um, everyone's looking for, it, even when you have those in demand certifications and. Right. Um, just some hands-on experience, but not a lot. So I again I know exactly what they're talking about. Again, that's been like the um the majority of my experience.
0: Okay. So just for a frame of reference, so uh you said uh, so uh Matisha Harper, so Tish, she was a um amongst a lot of things, right? Uh, baker, mom. Uh she's also uh she Isaac. was a flight a uh, yeah, flight attendant. She just had her pilot license. Uh, but we a lot of the conversation was she was trying to break into uh, into cybersecurity from that perspective, uh, and then with James, if if my memory serves me correctly, uh, he was into uh, geoscience and uh, I believe data science as well, and he was trying to break into uh, cybersecurity uh, as well. And both of them are doing very well, by the way. So I mean, it does well uh, uh, for it shows that uh, you don't have to go the traditional route to get in, but. Well, with that being said, so now that people, in case they haven't watched, and so if they have not watched, you should go back. You should listen to these episodes, Absolutely. right? This is this is this is gold right here. But, but from your perspective, so how would you uh, answer those questions? How would you uh, express to people how you you uh, broke into well, almost
1: o- almost exactly the way you answer them? Um, I mean, I kind of go. I got. I, I took notes. Uh, <laughs> So uh, just the, the way that you told them to apply anyway, I absolutely agree. Um, I just, time at the time, just apply, 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 The worst they could ever tell you is no. Um, and then and they keep adding to your knowledge. So uh, when I go into my origin story, that I mean, that's pretty much the basis of, of what I did. Is just continuing to add on to. To my knowledge, I remember, and I remember when you're talking to Matisha, you mentioned there's people with a bunch of letters after their name and they, they, they tend to, they tend to do the up guilty, guilty as charged, but there was a method, there was a method to my madness. And it really helped me when, um, when going for the CISSP, which I'm going to touch on. Um, and then though, the, um, the critical areas, I think that I I really like in your response with her. Uh, is the to, uh, to, is, to, is giving yourself experience. Do not waiting on on a job opportunity, but finding ways in which you can which you can do that where the, where she sounded like she was doing a lot of it was like volunteering and and doing your doing those labs um, And then also making those meaningful uh, connections. Um, um, getting to know people within that that look like where you're trying to go. Or that's in the organizations uh, that you're in getting trying to understand how did they get there what are those organizations looking for and always having a person inside that can you know that i can give you the the 411 and any sort of uh opportunities coming up or initiatives coming up that can help you get your foot into the door and then and then um also get your foot into the door so it doesn't like you like you were saying it doesn't necessarily have to be the most technical position. And it doesn't have to look like exactly where you're trying to go. It may not even have to be a tech position, but if it could get you into the, into, into proximity or into the place that you want to go, that's, I mean, that's, 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 that's movement. That's, that's still success because you're one step closer into being where you want to be. Um, and, um, that, yeah, that was pretty much, that was pretty much like like how, just going off of uh, what you were telling her with that I would agree with. Um, right. You know.
0: Yeah. A lot of it is 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 passionate interest. Right. Like so if you don't have a technical background and you want to to get in one of these positions, uh, it, it, it helps to have some kind of adjacent uh, knowledge. Right. So like you're bringing your soft skills, which I, uh, if you watch the interview this week with uh, uh, Kevin, a lot of what he uh, he brought into the help desk came from uh, his work in customer service because he was in a uh, restaurant uh, business. And then he pivoted into law enforcement. He was four years uh, NYPD, uh, right? And neither one of those were extremely technical, but he was able to take those soft skills that he had learned in those positions and take those to the help desk and then perform very well. And now he's, you know, he's doing great things. Uh, he's, a, he's a leader within his field and he has like over 400 videos on, on YouTube and 50,000 uh, subscribers, right? Because they it's him teaching people uh, skills uh, as well as how to apply the skills they already have, which is absolutely true um, uh, regardless. So I like what you said about the connections as well, right? With the LinkedIn connections uh, and finding somebody who's doing what you currently uh, want to be doing. Uh, Cause again, that, that shows that you have interest. It, it kind of, it's kind of the cheat code, right? Like it, you get to find out what they particularly did. Like everybody's path's gonna be different, but at least you kind of know, okay, these things set you up for this position. Uh, but then, like you said, you have an inside man or woman potentially uh uh maybe find you something within the company or or they may know someone who has an opening um and it's not guaranteed right i know a lot of people get discouraged they're like oh i gave my resume to this person they couldn't get me hired but that's just one person out of you know the millions that are on linkedin that you potentially be networked with that they could potentially get you into a spot so i think those are all good things that you brought up
1: thank you um so i guess if i were to uh get into my origin story so i'm I'm gonna I'm I'm not gonna tell my whole life story, but I'm gonna kind of start from, from high school to where I'm at now, but I'm gonna try, I'm gonna abbreviate things into a bit to make it uh to make it all relevant. Okay, all right, so you. all right, so I guess just to start my origin story. So from high school, I was I, I okay, so I always I had an interest in technology or in computers, but I was kind of, I was kind of real, real scared or insecure into uh, admitting that I did, cause I didn't want to get that label as computer nerd. Um, so, um, so, you know, I, things like video games and stuff like that, that was cool to talk about, kind of stuck with that. But I did, I did secretly, secretly was into computers. But I think I really kind of broke out of my shell with that once I got into college, uh, specifically, uh, my sophomore year, uh, once I seen that uh, our academic computing office—I'm sorry—I went to—I um, graduate. I'm a graduate of uh, Delaware State University. Um, I got my uh, my bachelor's of science in uh, management information systems there. Also, um, graduate of Bowie State University, uh, another HBCU, uh, where I got my graduate degree in information security management. But um, so so back to my sophomore year. I decided to apply for uh, for that position, which was pretty much a, a office clerk. Um, um, but I would still be assisting um, uh, students with setting up their uh, with the, with their uh, on campus accounts as far as logging into um, the, you know, the system there as far as, you know, being able to check the grades and things of that nature and uh, being able to access their email. So I interviewed for the position and I got it. So I worked so I, I I worked I worked that job for uh for a while. And so as I was starting to help people doing that, that's when I really started um noticing that I had I had an interest in uh, a real interest in IT. And, and at this point, I I wasn't de- hadn't declared my major yet. So um it was that experience and also my mom, you know, she was kind of helping me look into things and she just really was uh, saying well look you know you don't have to go into computer science you know okay I, I want to stay as far away from coding as possible um so she said what about management information system it's like business and you know and technology so it was it was those things that where i finally declared my major as management information systems uh which uh which uh didn't really which didn't really hurt because you know i was already a uh i wasn't undeclared so i was a business major before that but um, but it was a seamless you know transition because all my business classes that I took before then kind of transferred over into that major. Um, so it was a real easy uh, transition um, And then I would say from there um I began doing my summer interns uh, my internships, um, where that's where I first started my federal career um and with the United States Park Police as a um, as a, um, uh, well, first as a, uh, a project management intern and then as a, an internal auxiliary um, um, officer where, you know, I was like, just guiding cars around the park. Um, and then the internal auxiliary um, position, I think I was just like editing like general orders for the uh, higher ups to look at, you know, once you get in front of them, things like that. But <clears throat> that's what started me on my federal career. And, and I, as we were talking before the show, uh, I, I knew I wanted to stay uh, federal but my parents. Both of them um, uh, were former federal employees. But I guess when I look back as far as as far as whatever it is that I do, being able to see that tangible result or that fulfillment, I think the federal sector definitely, um, mm-hmm. definitely scratches that, uh, that itch for me. Um, so... Um, and then you know throughout throughout college, I had other um other uh internships, um uh FTC, uh that's when I got more into the IT aspect of things, um uh, kind of helping record HVAC requirements for the data centers, um, helping with network <laughs> cabling, which which was the experience of its own. I mean, literally having to label one end of a uh, a network right. cable to the other, and then having to you know make sure they go into the right server. it was yeah that that was an adventure uh, um so so I, I went i went through that in college uh so i knew i definitely was on the right track as far as getting into it getting into the federal government so i I know i wanted to go okay i didn't want to take a break i just wanted to get i know i want to go into grad school i know i wanted to uh, uh do that right away you know a higher, higher uh, degree, higher GS level in the federal government. So I know I wanted all those things. So back, this was like around, kind of telling my age a bit. This was like around 2006. So the word cybersecurity wasn't heavily used back then. Everything was all, all, everything was mostly information security, information sh- security. So. So when I've kind of researched that and found out exactly what that was, it was all about, it just kind of clicked for me like that's it. That that kind of that kind of that kind of makes sense as far as what it is that I want to do here in the federal government. You know, I couldn't really see myself being a guy that just goes around fixing everybody's computer all day. Um that that's I, I knew I wanted something bigger and, and better than that, but you know, I was still kind of learning the field, still kind of learning what my options are. And when I kind of when I found out about okay, protecting protecting information, protecting data, protecting the infrastructure, it kind of all came together for me as far as what it is that I ultimately uh, wanted to do. So then I went into grad school. I uh, went back home. I'm, I'm from the um from uh, Prince George County, Maryland, which is the metropolitan area, uh, uh the DC area. Yes. Um, And started uh, going to Bowie State University, where again I studied information security management. In which it was that that was an excellent experience. Um, It was the program I want to say was still kind of in its infancy at the time, but it was still great. And I like the fact that uh, going there, they the Bowie State had job fairs where a lot of federal agencies um, would would come on campus, and you know basically recruit for internships and going back to what we were saying earlier about networking i really like that because i was able to like actually meet some of the branch chiefs like on site or some of the recruiters on site put a, they were able to put a face to a name they were able to put a face to a conversation so it wasn't just like i was submitting my resume and just walking off it was i was giving them my resume talking about my experience and they were able to put a face with a name like when i would follow back up with them the person, you know, the point contact said, oh yeah, I remember talking to you, you know, uh, you said this, 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 and this. And a lot of times that's how I was able to uh, land some of those, um, some, some of those internships. So I actually, I actually, um, I actually um, landed an internship uh, through a, a program back then called uh, the STEP program. I think it's called the Pathways program now. But uh, I was a step intern for the U.S. Customs and Immigration Services. Again, not a not a technical internship, but again, DHS. And that I mean, DHS was fairly new back then. So this is still me um, getting my foot into uh, getting my foot into the area that I'm looking to get into the federal government. Uh, um, and then you talk about the DHS protecting the homeland. So again, proximity. So did a year of that. Um, um, during this time while I was doing that, I would I started try to go for these IT certifications. So went to a little place um, um in my area, um, which was great there. they, they, they called Train Age; They were called uh, Academy of Computer Education back then. Um, did an excellent job as far as getting me hands-on experience as far as get my A plus showed me literally how to take a computer apart, put it back together again, troubleshoot an operating system and then um and then troubleshooting a the network learn about uh certain network things. and I took those tests and I failed them I failed all three of them I failed both a pluses both network pluses I mean not both never the one network plus the two a plus uh, two a plus exam so, that was a bit uh, discouraging for me, and it was like a long time before I even tried to take the uh, take any server cases exams again. Um, but I, I did graduate from Bowie State with my master's, and t- uh, towards the end of that, I landed my first um, a full time IT government job with the Social Security Administration um before you go in that
0: I, I i do appreciate you actually uh admitting that the tests were hard and that you didn't accomplish oh, yeah. it the first time right because a lot of people don't like to don't like to bring that up and I, I, I think it's factual right like these tests are not made for you just to pass them these these tests are made to, to challenge and find, figure out the knowledge that you currently have and then obviously there's also some some testisms in there <clears throat> as well you kind of have to know like how does coptea do their tests? how does sister- exactly like uh, Cause they're not all the same, um, but no. So you're, you, uh, you said that you were able to, to, to land that first position.
1: So yeah, that, then that's the thing that I wanted to touch on in this origin story is just along with the successes. I want it, I want people to know about my failures. I want people to know about my mistakes. So if they're making those same, um, having those same failures, and same mistakes, it's okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's perfectly normal. Um, so uh, yeah, started at SSA. Um Oh, let me go to my go to my notes to make sure i want i want to be able to uh to say everything here yeah, so absolutely. um i started as i started ssa then okay i kind of got back into the frame of mind okay let's try to do these search again so i um i i went to uh, a program at georgetown actually the last time georgetown had this program where it's called the multi-certificate program and Security Plus was one of those certificates. So I entered the Security Plus portion of it and the way that I was looking at it is okay, I already have a a security uh, degree. Now let's try to get a security certification and plus it's Georgetown. So now I can have an Ivy League school like on my resume and hey, I'm a student of an Ivy League school, good resume builder. When those, when those, either when those um, recruiters or when those AI bots scan my resume, they're going to see a Ivy League school. So, mm-hmm. which to this day they can still see that. Um, so, uh, study, study for that again. Great program. Took that, took my A plus again, failed it, up, failed, failed it again. <laughs> so, I would say that my first, I was at SSA for twelve years. So my first six years, I usually describe it as a place of, uh, as a, as a, a place of complacency, um, but I kind of want to give a, a bit more grace to myself because of how young I was and how much I had going on at the time. So within those first six years, I bought my first home. I had graduated with my master's degree. I got married. Um, And I was, I was making, I was making pretty good money for my age. Um, So I got caught up in all of that. And so my goal of getting into uh, information security kind of went by the wayside because in this job, I was doing more uh, batch file scheduling and and testing, which I mean, is a, is a rabbit hole. (laughs) I try to go, go into exactly what that is, but I I put it to you this way, it was, it was, it was a bit far from information security, but it it was it was it it was comfortable uh, I was real comfortable um but I had reached a point I was saying about two thousand six 15, which is like going on to the those those that other six half uh other six years um um uh, that I was there well I got kind of to the point where, okay, you know what, I want to clean some things, uh, uh, some things up in my life. And so, uh, you know, I mean, from professionally to personally. So uh, I really started to focus on, okay, uh, on the professional side, on um, um, getting into cybersecurity, because I, I liked having my job, but man, the fulfillment, it just wasn't there. And I just feel like I, I was just sitting there every day, man. It's just like, this cannot, I did, you know, sitting and wasting away in this cube just cannot be the rest of my life. And it's no offense to SSA because I really appreciate uh, them just giving me the opportunity and, you know, and all the, um, the, um, the co workers I met there and everything. But it's just like you know, just that thing inside of you that that just never went away, and you know, you just been neglecting it, and it just it just came back up. So, um, so that year, uh, I really um uh I was looking for programs um uh, mo- mainly online programs in which I could get back into studying specifically for my A plus and my Security plus. Um, so I actually found an online program. And so I started with the A-plus and in December of 2015, I had finally got my A-plus certification. So that started with me pressing my foot on the gas and for like literally for, like for the next year's year, six years, I did not let up. So it was A-plus, then SEC-plus, then NET-plus, then uh, well, ITIL, Project-plus, I mean, I, I got. I mean, I, I landed a bunch of like between 15 and 17. I, I landed like a bunch of uh, IT certifications because I just kept studying nonstop. And the thing for me, which which caused me to do that, is because that frustration or that lack of fulfillment that I was feeling that I was able to tap into. Um. Um. Uh, tap into some other areas before that in which i was able to use the same energy that got me through those situations to help me motivate me to get through these so like when i was in high school i ran track and uh, and cross country so i was a distance runner so you have to have endurance you have to kind of be strong-minded to kind of get through those races um and then college you know um i I presided over um, uh, um a line that was the founding line of a business paternity um um and and that and which was in pretty a, a pretty intense process as far as you know getting you know 40 i mean 39 other students from uh from one place to another by the end of the school year um so taking those and then oh then then family planning because me and my wife decided we wanted to have a kid so then we had to clear out some debt so tapping into all of those, all of those things, all, all of those things where I had to really kind of dig deep and, um, and be, and have a certain level of motivation to kind of, you know, get through those things and make it through those things. You know, um, I tapped into that when it came to, um, getting these certifications and just keep, keeping going, not stopping. When I, once I get one moving on to another and, I would choose, I guess I would choose the certification that I chose based upon some areas of interest that I wanted to go into in the IT, uh, uh, what, cybersecurity? So I knew I wanted, I knew I wanted to go into some technical ends, but at the same time, I knew I wanted to give myself the option to to go into management or at least project management. So you know, I would get the technical certifications like A plus, Sec plus, um, uh, Net plus, but at the same time, get I got like the, the project plus and the um, and the ITL, the service management uh, mm-hmm. certifications. You know, as a way to kind of give myself as many options as possible. Once I was able to finally break in, so what I, was, I was that?
0: What was that pivot like then? So did you did you complete all of these certifications before you made the pivot into cyber, or did you? you're already working towards it while you're accomplishing the the uh the so, certs
1: so while i was doing so while i was doing that i was able i talked to my supervisor so they they actually uh made me a um a security i guess you could consider consider a security admin um where i was doing a lot of um access control um um privilege um uh management um so Basically, you know, as, as people came in or they left or their job roles changed, I would basically assign them their profiles and things of that nature to make sure that wherever they were, whether they weren't here anymore, whether they were just onboarding or whether they moved to a different area, that I was helping to maintain that they have those right privileges, that, that they were respecting the least privilege right. um, of, of the agents, the, the least least privileged standard of the agency. Um, and that was why you
0: were still at the social security administration, right? That's why I was
1: still at social security administration. That's why I was working on those certifications. Mm -hmm. And also while I was working on certifications, I landed a detail with our our office of information security, uh, where I worked with the audit team where they had a, uh, external audit with, um, I think it was with rent Thornton at the time. So it really exposed me to, the um not really so much technical but it exposed me to the whole um, um uh, uh, the uh, what a, what a, uh, I lost my train of thought
0: no you could. um so that i mean it, it kind of uh, from from what i'm hearing it kind of it, it exposed you to the um the i would say like the identif- identity access management to um when it comes down to the audits i guess maybe it's the there uh, you go. That's what I was the, uh about. grc right the governance risk yes compliance
1: yes yes so with the audits that's what i was trying to think i don't know why my mind went blank there um so it so i was kind of like the middle liaison between um tracking the artifacts from certain parts of the agency into the auditor's hands and tracking those okay who sent what uh artifacts and, okay. and what artifacts do they need and then I know management they wanted me to be able to to display you know the certain processes and the uh, and 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 the audit and how the internal audit team interacted with the uh, external audit team so that exposed me to a lot of that which everything was going pretty good up to that point. And then, and then around 2019, I had landed another uh, detail, which, which is more technical. But then we had like a hiring freeze and, and something happened with the paperwork and, and long story short, I moved, I moved my stuff to one, one floor one day. And two days later, because of something administrator, administrator I had to go right on back. And so <laughs> at that point, I had just got just again, just super frustrated again. Started looking for the start, started, started kind of looking internally and externally for um, for positions um, uh, in the government. And I kept seeing though, everything I was looking at, they wanted someone who was at least a CSSP, a CSSP, a CSSP. So finally, I said to myself, you know what? I think it's time. I think it's time that I, you know, I think you know, I've got some years under my belt doing this stuff. So I'm going to finally start to uh, try to study for this thing. So I did. So what I did, I, I um, used some money that I um, that I put together, I saved for my side hustle. And usually I'm kind of embarrassed to say this. It's one of those mistakes that I said I made, that I made, that I want to share with people, is that I saved up $7,000 and pay for uh, 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 a CISSP uh, prep program. Don't ever do that. Don't ever throw money. Don't ever try to just throw money at your goals. Um, it, it. And I'm not going to say it's a. It was a pretty popular program. I'm not going to say whose program it is because they're like again they're well known in the industry. They're pretty popular program. But um, it as far as my as far as what worked for me and my study methodology. It, it just it, it it was in conflict with it. I mean, and, you know, I got a bunch of on-demand videos. Um, I got they had a textbooks for each of the eight, uh, each of the 8 domains, which actually I end up I did end up utilizing uh, uh, when I finally passed it. But it, it, it's just I guess their their approach or their method really didn't uh, work for me what typically worked for me um uh, when I was passing the certification exams were those practice exams, really gaining an understanding for what it is that they're looking for. Or, okay, that that repetitiveness, I I would learn not just by reading the text, but I would learn by reading those questions, what things are associated with certain subject matters. When I see certain key words, picking up on those patterns, okay, here's what they're looking for. Or when they say this, they're looking for this particular, they're looking at this particular subject matter. So that's t- that's typically the strategy that I use um, as far as passing the, ex- the exams. Um, so, but, you know, I kind of tr- was trucking through that. And while I was doing that, I decided to take my, uh, I think it's the CISA uh, plus uh, beta. I think they had came out with their second version and I took the beta for that. So I took that, and you know, once you, when you take a beta, you have to wait a few months right. um, uh, before you get the results. So by this time, COVID had hit. So, um, so I did. I did a pivot during COVID, and I focused a lot on my financial goals uh, that uh, my wife and I had set. And so, um, a lot of that, you know, we were looking at uh, finally just paying off the last of our debts. Again, doing family planning again, child number two. Um, so, um, so I ended up finding out during that time that I passed this the CISA Plus beta. So I, I felt like that I, I, it gave me permission to kind of put the CISA on the back burner. Because I guess the way that I was looking at it is that, hey all this studying that I did for the CSSP did amount to something because I was able to pass the CISA plus beta and apply some of that knowledge to that um so I got kind of kind of got distracted but got got distracted by productive things but really wasn't focusing on my career maybe like I should have but definitely knocked out a lot of those financial goals during covid um and at this point too I had um I had onboarded to the agency that I'm at now. So the time between, between when uh, b- uh, before COVID hit and when I had taken that CISA uh, A plus beta, I had interviewed with um, with uh, where I'm at uh, now. Uh, which again, going back to the whole um, um, uh, utilizing relationships thing, right. my wife, one of her coworkers. Um, her uh, her her boyfriend worked for the agency. Um, I sent her my resume. She sent him my resume. They were they were actually hiring his section. I interviewed with him, and basically he 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 gave me he gave me a job offer. Uh, so again, that's why I, I'm I'm really big into really just networking. Really into utilizing those uh those um uh, relationships. Um.
0: Yeah, I think you bring up a lot of uh, good key points, right? Like, so when it comes to you, you, you believe your path to not be too technical. It, it, it I'm it, it still is. Uh, I mean, it, you weren't, uh, you know, uh, wrist deep inside computers all day, right? Like, you weren't necessarily you didn't come up through IT help desk, but you, you still have experience, like you said, working in, in a a knock or something like that, where you had to trace cables and uh, manage uh, connectivity of servers and things of that nature. So you still have elements of that. Uh, and uh, believe it or not, uh, the CSP is still considered a technical uh, certification, uh, even though it, it doesn't feel that way, right? But like the CISM is more managerial than than the CISP. Uh, But when you go to apply to certain jobs, like I do, see a lot of them say we want a technical background with a CSP, uh, and you're like, well, I don't really feel like CSP is too technical, but comparatively to the rest of the uh, the exams, it's very technical. Um, but uh, so I want to kind of hint back on the uh, connections piece of it, so. You, you are already in the federal government. So that's a path that a lot of people don't really look at, right? Like re, re, regardless of what uh, department you're in, whether it be Homeland or it'd it be the uh, the Postal Service or what have you, once you have your foot in the federal door, uh, it, it makes it where you can have the conversation. Okay, I want to, uh, you know, pivot between different agencies i have already been vetted. I don't think a lot of people see it that way. Uh, so I think that's a good thing that you brought that up. Uh, just getting into the federal government itself is getting into a door that leads to many other doors that you could potentially pivot through. Uh, so you may not f- been fulfilled by your initial you know, job uh, with the, uh, the, uh, the SSA, but it opens that door for you to be able to pivot to other uh, uh, agencies within the federal government, which I, I think is awesome. And a lot of it's a venue that I don't see a lot of people uh, necessarily pursuing, at least the ones I'm talking to, because like you said, you went through the STEP program. I think now it's called uh, Pathways. Um, and there, people have the ability to jump on these things. They just don't know they exist, right? Um, especially if you're out there searching for uh, your Safe Plus, your Net Plus, your 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 CISA. These are all certifications that the DoD is like chomping at the bit for.
1: I'm glad you brought that up because it's something actually I forgot to mention. So the advantage uh, when when I was when in the government when I was getting my uh, my uh, my grad uh, my grad degree mm-hmm. is that if. It, when I did that uh, internship for DHS, so because I had some um some uh, graduate post post um post-bachelor um um education, it made me eligible for a higher uh, GS higher level GS level. So I think that the that that, that uh that, that internship it started at a GS5, but I was eligible for a seven just because I was already in grad school. And so gotcha. Once so, then once I started, and then and then I forgot to mention with, uh, with SSA, I was actually in a program called the FCIP program. I think all that's under the Pathways program now, but basically, even though it was a full time IT, uh, uh, a federal job, I was it was it was a probationary period uh, for two years. So, but within those two years, you moved up a GS level. Each, uh, each year. So because I, I had already had my, uh, my graduate degree, again, I started out at a higher GS level from the get-go. So those two years, then I went up um two, I, I went up uh two GS levels um higher than what I would have if I didn't have that grad degree. So um that that's why no, I'm I'm in agreement with what you're saying is that is that there was a direct benefit. To being in the federal government while I was in, uh, while I was in grad school, because I mean, just simply being in grad school got me access to higher pay, and I mean that when you're in the government, I mean that follows you. So
0: right, absolutely, and you're building that that federal resume as you as you go, which we t- we talked about offline. Federal resume is no joke. So that's the only <laughs> like everything else I'm going to say is optimistic. That federal resume though, that takes a lot of uh, of, of effort to, to build out, right? They want to know your whole life history. And then, how does that apply to the thing that you're applying for? Um, but no, I, I think that's all—all all good stuff, especially to, to share with people who are listening, who are trying to break in. Right? Uh, there's so many different pathways to get in here because you went, like you said, uh, you—you're a college graduate. You had some uh, some federal internships under your belt, and then uh, having a higher level. Um, having your, your grad allowed you to skip. And we keep saying GS, like everybody knows what that is. Oh. So I think it's general schedule. It's it's the uh, it's the pay grades that the federal government pays out. So like me being from the, the DOD side, right? Our pay grades are either enlisted or you're an officer, right? Your E1, O1, what have you. And that dictates how you get paid. And then every so many years you get a raise. Uh, it's very similar, I guess, in the agency as well when it comes to the GS levels uh, and how they pay you. So is definitely something that people should look into if they're trying to get their foot in the door uh, because the opportunities are are amazing as well as so the, is the retirement, right? Absolutely. So when you look at the end of the day, like, like yeah, uh, your friends might be bringing home the, the bag right now, but there's certain things in the federal government, certain protections that you have as well as uh, certain paths to retirement that you'll have as well um so your friends are out there buying maseratis but then where is their <laughs> where is their 401k at right you know what i mean like what are they going to have when they get done with
1: their, their service what do you say that i have a buddy about i have the maserati so i don't want him to think that that that. Oh that. No, we didn't have a conversation. something we him, so didn't talk about you, man.
0: <laughs> no, so I'm Maserati i Maserati because I watched Kevin on stage. Uh, Kevin stage is a comedian. Uh, he came up through social media channels, yeah. but he always wanted Maserati and he finally got one, right? Like he's, he blew up, he has his own studio. Like Kevin stage is making money.
1: Oh yeah. And
0: he lost the key and just to get the key replaced was 400 bucks. He was like, Maserati didn't let me. Know. Bro,
1: you have no idea. Dude, I just had this conversation with that same buddy this weekend and he lost his keys. So I do not oh, want wow. him to think Oh man, it's I told you anything. Is he
0: kept on stage? Like, no, he's not mind? kept on
1: stage, no. He may think he is, but he's not. Gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, but totally uh, no, he literally like lost his keys and he told me the same thing you told me, like it costs like that much money yeah, lot, to replace his money. keys. Yeah, like,
0: and yeah. he's a comedian, so he's able to use his as content and what have you. But yeah, that's shocking. I was like, man, $4 for a key, that's that's like a, a couple tires on a regular car.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly but um, uh
0: so so i don't i don't want to cut you off um cuz oh, no, no, cuz no. definitely going in, in, into some good places like we talked about connections we talked about having a non-technical background and then how you pivoted into uh cybersecurity information security all that all that great stuff um as well as how uh you didn't have certifications off the jump and then you worked towards getting those Uh, to land a position that you you currently have and that you really wanted right but that's not that didn't necessarily hold you back because people say well what's what's better is it education is it experience is it is it certifications it's all the above but it also depends on the 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 path that you're taking right you're able to get to so far with one of those three if not two of those three and if you want the dream job you have to get all three of those three potentially just depends on again opportunities that you have the connections that you've made like you said you had a connection uh, in that you knew someone who knew someone who was able to get your resume to uh, a hiring manager at some point, right? And a lot of people uh, don't necessarily see the value in those connections. Like LinkedIn is a, a humongous source for making those connections. Like it's not gonna be that you make one connection on LinkedIn and then you get the dream job, right? It's the, you're showing your passion, you're showing your hobbies. Like you said, you did a bunch of uh, of interning. Uh, and then when I talked to Tish and James and, and people uh, like that and, and Kevin, uh, they're doing not necessarily pro bono work, but it's work outside the scope of what they're currently doing, right? Um, so yes, it, it does sound like a lot of work, but it, it takes a lot of work to get to the position that you want, right? You have to show uh, that, that, um, that passion, that ingenuity, like, okay, like my job, uh, I think Kevin said that, uh, um, was it Kevin or was it, it I, I forget who it was, so I don't want to uh, put words in his mouth, but one of them, Oh no, it was Boyd, Boyd Clueless. Uh, so I haven't had him on the uh, the show yet, but I've watched a lot of his uh, material. Uh, and he was asking to do work that was outside the scope, right? Like, let me fix these things. Like, I, I know it costs, it costs a lot of money for the, these PCs to be serviced. You have to send them away, then we're down, as opposed to me putting my hands on it and trying to fix those things like, to keep us back up. And that showed uh, that showed ingenuity and showed that he had a passion for it. And it was a little bit easier for him to pivot and doing what he wanted to do at that point.
1: Just to piggyback on that, um... Um, there's some things that, uh, some other things that I had did. I actually had, um, I, it's a kind of an obscure certification now, but at one time, uh, CompTIA was offering a social media security certification. So one thing I had did that once I had gotten that, um, I had wrote an article for, uh, my church's, uh, magazine, which, uh, was telling parents about the, uh, used my knowledge from that. And uh, helping to write this article uh, telling parents about, the, you know, some of the dangers of stuff that's on social media and really trying to educate them um, on some technical and non-technical uh, threats that were really out there in ways that they could help mitigate, you know, the risk of, um, of, uh, of that when they're, you know, when their uh, kids are online or just making them familiar with uh, what those things are. And I also uh, taught some classes on that. Uh, at the uh, church. So I definitely know what you mean about um, having to do, having to do some things um, to kind of give yourself that experience or, um, you know, some pro bono work, things of that nature, you know.
0: You're you're pretty much generating your own experience at that point, right? uh, Yeah, you didn't get paid for it. However, now you have more content or you, uh, you learn something new that you can apply somewhere else. Um, And then it goes into, you can, you know, it just depends on, on you and your passion. I just don't do things just because, you think that everyone else is doing it right like everybody's like oh you have to know how to code not necessarily i'm a mm-hmm. computer science dropout like <laughs> i hit a level of math where i could not exceed it without uh um, without spending an extraordinary amount of time and I, I did not have the patience at the time right before i joined the military i didn't have the discipline to get myself over that hump uh and so my undergrad is psychology so with okay. a, a concentration and deviance and um like that doesn't really feed very well into my master's in cybersecurity, right? However, um, I, I was able to use a lot of uh, those soft skills and things I picked up when it came to management. So it helps. It didn't necessarily help me out with cyber, but it does help me out with my project management, right? So there's there's things uh, you can do that will uh, both help you to grow within the uh, the profession, but it also lends itself to content. So like if if programs not your thing, don't don't get a GitHub. Maybe your thing is writing, like you talked about, you're a your technical writer, so that's blogs, that's uh, training material, that's get guides and, and aids and things of that nature uh, that, again, shows that you still have this prowess, whether it be technical or non-technical, within the field. So I think all those things are are, are great that you brought up, and it it lends itself well to the audience, because a lot of them are uh, you know, doing major changes, like they used to be in law or medical, or like you saw with Tish, she was a... a a flight attendant, things of that nature. So um, there's a lot of people wanting to come over to cyber and there's a lot of space and opportunity for them. But just because you're not uh, following someone else's path doesn't mean that there isn't a path for you to get into into the field. So I think all that stuff's great. I I definitely wanna include all those links uh, in the the description as well to um, the Pathways Program. Uh, or any other initiatives that you want to uh, share, because I know some of them uh, are specifically for people of color, but other are are for people who are uh, underserved or underprivileged, uh, and it transcends race, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but before we go, I definitely want to uh, to to ask you um, a couple more questions, right? Like sure. uh, the the first question being, uh, what uh, what what do you do outside of the uh, the field? So I know a lot of us still do stuff. Outside, outside of our daily jobs, we still do things that are still of the field. So I get it. (laughs) Uh, My my hobby is podcasting about cybersecurity. I should be taking a break right now. I should be fishing, but (laughs) that's not what does it for me. But what do you do to unwind, uh, like with uh, with whether it be with the family or to for you to blow off some steam? Like, what uh, what uh, what do you do outside of uh, work?
1: So let's see. Outside of work and outside of the family, which definitely keeps me busy, uh, I would say uh, gaming, uh, traveling um i've gotten back into running um so yeah that was, that was a uh, um uh actually motivated by um uh my doctor because he told me my a1c levels were kind of high so um got back out there and man over the since he told me since they told me that and i got back into running for the past 3 months I lost fifteen pounds. Fifteen, oh, wow. again, okay. yeah, a good way. So, um, so no, it's definitely got me back into back into that something that I used to do all the time when I was younger, and uh, movies. I'm definitely into uh, definitely into movies. Uh, so I would say, yeah, those those things. I would say generally.
0: Okay, uh, what's what's the uh, out of the movies you watched recently? Which one stood out to you? Like, which one would you like? Okay, this this was good.
1: Oh man, um, see, recent? How recent?
0: Uh, in the past, like since the since the pandemic, we'll go, we'll go there.
1: Oh, oh man, man, I, I'm I'm so jealous of my son's generation. Man, they got a Super Mario movie. That movie was well done. <laughs> yeah, um, so, it's out there killing it right now. It makes yes. Sense. Um, let's see, what else would I say? Um, hmm, I got. I got I'm I'm, draw, I'm drawn by they, they. I have seen some good movies. Um, you seen the, uh, the Megan, Spider-Man? Megan, I, yes, Megan, Megan.
0: Okay, so that that's the on screen of, now. I've not watched it yet. Is it
1: is oh, it good? No, I I thought I thought it was good. I have I have a twisted sense of humor, so I laugh <laughs> okay, like the so whole funny time. Though. To to me, it, I don't I don't know if it was trying to be funny. But it, it had me when the when the dog got on all fours and chased a little boy through the woods, it had me then. Okay. So, gotcha. so.
0: so it is screaming. I've been debating if I was gonna watch it or not. So I'll probably I'll probably add it to the queue.
1: So that and I'm trying to think the last since the pandemic of uh, one that was again, I think it once I found out who made the movie, I'm not gonna tell you who made the movie, because a lot of people are surprised unless you already seen it, was the um the other uh, kitchen. That was a good movie too. because Did I, I didn't. Really oh, so that's know.
0: on that's on Max. So that's that's streaming, right?
1: I think it is. I'm not sure. Yeah. I think I've seen it tra- is. Oh, your sound went out.
0: Oh, apparently when you hit the space bar, because I tapped the space bar and mute you. I learned something new today. <laughs> um, so I saw the the trailer for it and it looked super like intense, but I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> that,
1: that was my impression too. So I had like no idea what the movie was about, and I think like me and my wife we wanted to go to the movies that weekend but that was like the only thing that was interesting that was out so we just went to go see it because we really didn't know like what it was about though when you see it you you i'm trying to i'm trying not to it's not even any any spoilers in the movie it's like once you found find out who made the movie then everything's going to make sense Mm -hmm. but i can tell you this the movie the movie ambiguously kind of takes itself seriously. But if like, if you're paying close enough attention, like it's, it's hilarious. Like I laughed all through that movie and I kind of felt like I shouldn't be like, I'm like laughing at stuff. Mm-hmm. I should not be laughing at. But like, once I found out who made the movie it made perfect sense.
0: Okay, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna add that to the list. So Megan yeah.
1: and uh, The Kitchen,
0: yeah, the kitchen. to my to my list. And this is getting longer and longer. Um, have got to watch extraction too, and some a, f- a few other um, action action flicks that Shannon put me on. Um, so uh, to to wrap it up, right? so we we talked about your origin story. We talked about how um, your path to to uh, to cybersecurity was through the federal government, right? And then your your passion to uh, you know, um, with family stuff to knock out uh, the, uh, like to do, you had other things aside from just trying to achieve cyber right uh Absolutely. but you you got there still fairly uh quickly um and Ooh, then i don't
1: know if i say that.
0: well so so i i said <laughs> to say like because cyber has been around like for decades right but now yeah. it's like the the hot the hot issue so like you have decades of experience so i'm not trying to belittle any of that but what i'm trying to say is uh like people just think like you're just going to jump right out of uh, school and you're going to jump right into a twenty thousand dollar job. I thought, that, and yeah. I don't like to discourage people because that that may be your path, right? That might you might be blessed, you might come out hit the lotto. So I don't want people to not think that, but I want people to be more realistic. Like a lot of people just I don't want them to be discouraged because they feel like it's taking a long time. Mm-hmm. Like uh, again, everybody's path is different, right? I've been I've been doing it for for twenty years. Um, some people have been doing it for ten years, right? Uh, and then maybe they, maybe they, uh, again, like I applaud everybody for where they're going and how they're doing it, but they chose a different path. And then that way they got to a higher position potentially quicker than me or I, I, the opposite. Like I'm ahead of some of my peers uh, and we started the same DOD path, right? But we chose different pathways to get to where we want to be. Uh, but don't let any of that discourage you. Like eventually you'll get to where you want to be. It's just, you have to figure out what path it takes to get you there. Um, so I like how, I, I've talked to several different people, right? So like, I think you're the first person I've, I've talked to um, who uh, did the internship with the federal government on the way uh, through college, right? So that, that's a pathway, like, uh, so educate, like, because people were like, again, that debate is certs over education, over experience, but your path was education and experience, right? You're, while you're pursuing your education, you're gaining the experience to get your foot in the door to the federal government, and then you can pivot to uh, to the agency of your choosing uh, once you hit those uh, goals that you had, right? You had certifications you wanted to knock out that will get you to the position that that you uh, you wanted to get to. But again, it's, it's laying that path. And I think a lot of people are, uh, they're not being disingenuous, but they're just showing their path on social media. And it's frustrating to people because they're like, yes. well, I did those things. I didn't get there. Um, so it's good to have that, that wide range of experiences, especially, uh, again, this platform is, uh, for people uh, who look like us, who are uh, you know people of color who are trying to break into to cybersecurity because we don't make up huge numbers, right? Like we're at 9% and that's big
1: uh, for I, us, I, I, but that's I not to, as big as it should be. I want to speak on that. Um, Cause yeah, I, I, a lot of your episodes, I've heard on that, but I guess my experience, I mean, no doubt that's, that's, that's true. My experience with that has been uh, like real different Um, and it may be because of the, uh, HBCU experience or, uh, or maybe the region that I'm in, but almost like in every, um, um, federal job or, or, um, or just overall in my career, just, um, kind of coming up. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's always been like a huge representation like um, um, in, um, in IT and even in, um, information security, um. There's been a lot of black folks. Um, yes, and and so I would
0: agree with you, especially when it comes to like so. Yeah, the North Capital Region, I, you know, of course, or if you're in or Atlanta, and like you said, uh, I didn't go to HB, HBCU. Uh, jealous, right? Like I wish I wish I had gone that that path, uh, but it's just not uh, how, where I where I came uh, through. But uh, I think it's it's the federal government is doing a better job than everybody else. Like so, I'm DOD, right? Like so, I saw it, it's a melting pot. Like I saw people of color, I've seen uh, lots of women in IT and cybersecurity. And I was just like thinking like, that's the norm. Uh, but then when you look at the outside, right? Because we're in that, we're kind of in a bubble, uh, like fortunately uh, to a certain extent, but when you get out to the private sector, it's not it's not like that, uh, uh, not only just from the stats, but just like when you look around the room, you're just like, man, this is me.
1: And that's kind of and, and that's kind of and that's kind of another reason why I wanted to stay on the federal uh, side, because it's just like that was consistent as far as why, or what I ran into. And when I did have job opportunities or worked uh, outside of the federal uh, sector, I did notice that that it was that it was different. wasn't as diverse. So no, but no, definitely kind of sticking mostly to the federal side. Um no, it it, it was uh, diverse, especially with black folks. And then I, at each phase, I always was able to have uh, black men in each phase to be able to pour into me somehow. So right. that was that Give that that, right. Right. that was very um, very helpful, uh, very very um, um, uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Uh, Encouraging support. Very and, right, exactly. Right. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, and it's the same same thing in the military, right? So like I talk a lot about my military experience and uh, hopefully that uh, makes someone pivot and think about joining the military, right? And no, it's not for everybody. Um, but I think that's like, there's a lot of paths that people aren't looking at when it comes to, uh, whether it be the Department of Defense or uh, whether it be like Homeland or uh, some of the other agencies, uh, like joining the federal government does have its, its perks as well as it, it helps with the education benefits. There's a path to uh promotion, right mm-hmm. um there's a lot of protections built in there as well that are on the outside um and I think it's just a matter of, of uh of showcasing that right so like it's good having people like you on the show who can can talk about their experience and how it was it was positive and you were able to uh progress to where you're currently at uh and then who knows what the future you know holds when I have you back on the show you be like hey, I'm president now so <laughs> And that's the connection I need. I'm like, yep, <laughs> Secretary of <laughs> Defense, right here. But uh, uh in appreciate all seriousness, you
1: speaking that into existence. Yeah. Like,
0: but in don't know if
1: I want right, that job. But yeah, I right. Appreciate uh, yeah, no, no, thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, I, I think it. I, I think it's really helps to grow, right? Like we have like your uh, Aisha Hollins on the show, where she is a pioneer in her field and an author and uh, a PMP and all that good stuff, a founder and CEO of her company. Uh, I talked to her and her, her uh, future co-host, Miguel. He comes from the the, the federal as well, but is
1: FBI, right? The FBI, guy. I remember seeing those episodes, yeah. Yeah,
0: so I'm, I'm trying to, like, I, I like, a lot of people are, like, starting to, to contact and reach out to get on the show, and they all have different uh, areas of expertise. I'm like, this is perfect. This is exactly what, uh, you know, we're, we're going for. So I'd, I'd thank you for, for connecting with me and asking, you know, about the show and, and how you can support. Because um, I think a, a, a lot of people, you um, a lot more people are starting to reach out now like yourself uh, but the opportunity is always out there is what I, what I want to try to put out there like um I don't necessarily like I do have people I, I would like to to speak with only because I want to speak to them as well so I think it'd be great to bring in the audience but uh also you can you can volunteer yourself and it, you know if it's a good conversation then it's, it's going to be a great conversation regardless uh, and then you get to bring your background in as well so thank you for reaching out because this is a good conversation
1: no thank um, you for having a platform.
0: Yeah, 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 no, no doubt. And then, uh, obviously, this is this is also making connections, right? Like, you never know what the future holds. Perhaps, uh, something coming down the pipe where I'm like, I know a guy, you know, for for that, or vice versa. you be like, I oh yeah, I know, this, I know this guy. He yeah, has some content out there you should listen to. Um, but uh, you can't be shy when it comes to to LinkedIn and making these connections. So I definitely want to push that out there as well. Or if your platform platforms Twitter or something else. Uh, i'm not as versed in those but i know uh your youtubes your twitters those social media aspects of it can get you into certain doors as well so it's it's so many different pathways and i'm I'm glad you can uh come on the show and then you know present another one like hey this is a this is a way to also get uh to where you may want to be uh in the future so with that being said thank you for uh for your time being on the show uh, we're going to have all your links and stuff in the bio. Uh, definitely. Like, I'm, I'm putting you out there. I'm putting you on front of street. I don't know if you want connections, but
1: if. Oh, no, <laughs> please, please do. The more the better. If you like okay.
0: what you heard and you want to, you know, ask him some more questions on, on your own, uh, definitely connect. We'll have, his, uh, have your bio in there. And I'm going to have you uh, also, you know, shout it out uh, as well. And then uh, uh, any content that you, you have that you want to share, share that with me as well. And I'll push out to the audience. And I, I'm going to definitely look forward to seeing what you're doing in the future. Um and then do you have anything that you wanted to uh to push out at the end?
1: Sure. Uh one thing I was gonna recommend those that networking, that connection thing. I would recommend this book right here, okay. the uh proximity, proximity principle. principle. Okay. So that specifically it's, it's basically professional networking one on one. It's a it's a good read um as far as telling you how to get into uh close proximity to um uh, uh where you want to be in your career. Um and just some parting advice um i would just say um uh know how to spot an opportunity uh just not no opportunity is just uh too small um uh, any opportunity to kind of get to where you're trying to go to take it um always uh find an extra activity that's going to challenge you uh, again um, um being able to channel uh that same energy that uh, that got you uh, through that. Uh, You're a person of faith. Uh, thinking thinking of how uh, God got you through that, so you'd be able to channel that same energy, that uh, that same memory, and uh, and press forward when it comes to your career goals. Uh, whatever you do, don't quit. No matter how hard it seems, uh, you just never know um, how close you were uh, uh, before you had quit. To just keep at it. Um, and I would definitely say, like we uh, like we just been kind of beating it uh, the dead horse over and over here. Um, leverage those relationships, um, and um, and also just be willing to make uh, the necessary sacrifices to make some of your um, uh, career goals happen.
0: Absolutely. So yeah, all all great advice. I I can't top any of that. Definitely continue to to tune in to the podcast, like share with your your, your nerdy friends, uh, and then uh, obviously you got to connect, right? So we'll have all of your information in the bio. Uh, where can people find you at?
1: Uh, so people can find me mainly on uh, on uh, LinkedIn. Um, I mean, I'm I'm on uh, Facebook as well, but probably LinkedIn would probably be the uh, best place uh, if you want to talk about, I guess, a professional uh, <laughs> connection. Um, um, outside of that, that's pretty much, I'm, um, I'm, I'm a old head man. <laughs> when it comes to this uh, social media stuff. So yeah, it's basically mainly Facebook and LinkedIn uh, for me. Um, same name, uh, Daryl Brooks, uh, Daryl Brooks on LinkedIn is Daryl Brooks, CISSP. You, uh, you type that in, you should be able to find me.
0: There it is. Uh, and then you can hit me up. Uh, I'm at RYRYSecurityGuy. That's RYRYSecurityGuy on LinkedIn, Clubhouse, and Twitter. So definitely uh, uh, hit me up if you have any questions. I'm, I'm always willing to uh, answer them. And then if you would like to be on the show, uh, we can have that conversation. I got to just vet you make sure you're not crazy first. So <laughs>
1: that's the I goal. made it, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you made it. But uh, yeah, uh, definitely continue to tune in. Uh, and then this uh, episode should either go up uh, this week for the 4th of July week or the, uh, the following week. But again, thank you for your time. Uh, it was a great conversation.
1: Likewise. And, uh, yeah, thank you for your time and uh, happy fourth and, uh, thank you for your service. I appreciate it, sir. I appreciate that, man. Man,
0: uh, for all you guys out there listening, continue to, uh, again, tune in. We appreciate your patronage, uh, and stay safe, stay secure.